so podcasting remotely can be challenging. And getting started can be daunting, but it doesn't have to be. Zencaster's all-in-one web-based solution makes the process quick and painless, the way it should be. And we've been using Zencaster basically from the beginning of this podcast. And if you know us, you know we're obsessed with quality, and Zencaster provides crystal clear sound and gorgeous HD video. Not to mention it's easy to use, which is a huge bonus for our guests. There's nothing to download, nothing complicated. They just click on the link and we all start recording. Zencaster is all about making your podcasting experience easy, and with everything from local recording to automatic post-production tools, you don't have to leave your browser to get the episode done. And we want you to have the same easy experience that we do for all of your podcasting and content needs. So if you go to zen.ai slash glee on the rocks and enter the promo code glee on the rocks, you'll get 30% off of your first three months using Zencaster. That's Z-E-N dot A-I slash glee on the rocks. And it's time for you to share your story. Hello, welcome to a, another episode of Supernatural on the Rocks. I am and I'm Mandy. And this is our second episode where we cover the second season of Supernatural. And uh yeah, this is the second second episode, second episode, second season. To start off with an overview. Do you like it better or worse than the- I like it better. I agree. Yes. Just want to set the stage. <laughs> um I far more of this than I re- mm-hmm. Um, and I only expected I would because I'm not the biggest fan of Sam's storyline in it. Yes. And I just remember not loving Sam's storyline, but like some of the individual episodes, I, mean, I got kind of into. It's rough not to like the Sam storyline when it's the overriding storyline of the mm-hmm. second season. Um, Sam and the special children. And I, like part of it is just frustration because I feel like there were ways to do that that I would have enjoyed. They just didn't do any of them. I, yes, yeah. So, you know, the overview of season two is that, and it picks up absolutely directly where season one ends with Sam and Dean in the hospital. Um, John has apparently died, right? Is that, am I crossing my season one finale with my season one episode? Um, I mean, he is alive and part of the first episode. Right. Um, because mm-hmm. Dean is, you know, dead. Ish. Yeah. Dead ish. Um, <laughs> sidebar on Dean being dead. We'll get to that. That's going to be a major topic of this episode. I think I'm going to, I'm going to have plenty to say about Dean being dead. Um, <laughs> but yeah, in, in the very first episode, um, one of, one of my notes, not to just read straight from the script, but one of my notes is John is such an asshole. And like, <laughs> it made the season opener mm-hmm. unenjoyable for me because I don't love the family storyline. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like the daddy issues plots. I mean, I still have opinions on them. And again, those will flow into some of the other topics we'll discuss. Mm-hmm. But just in terms of what makes me to an episode, um, I struggled through. In fact, I watched the first episode. And even though my plan had been to like binge through it, I stopped and didn't watch another one for like a week. I was oh, like, wow. literally like sapped my desire to watch. Yeah. More. And then like when I did get back, I liked episode two. Like I got back into it pretty. Episode two is a hard turn from episode one. And yes, I, I think they did yeah. that on purpose. Yeah. Um, because 
episode two feels like the second half of the season finale of, or sorry, ep- the premiere of season two yeah. feels like the second half of the season one finale. And it is it really that John is sitting there watching Dean die and the audience doesn't yet know, like, what the fuck are you going to do about it? And yeah. Sam- John is kind of blaming Sam for the accident. What was he doing with the Colts? And John just kind of lives in the past. He's yeah, he is yeah he's so demon obsessed and so mm-hmm. obsessed with like writing some specific wrong that he's just I don't know he, he's negligent when it comes to his family I mean obviously his kids are adults now but like that are they negligent uh, in terms of years on this earth yes emotionally no and we can discuss that more later too mm-hmm. they are yeah and he you know no one in this family shares plans no one shares information in a way that may help the the greater cause you know john whispers something to dean we find out later that he had something to say about sam Uh, you know potentially maybe these are things that john should have said to sam like yeah i mean what was the downside to saying that in front mm -hmm. of sam like especially considering sam's entire life yeah is hinged on yellow eyes and these special fucking children and they're destiny maybe it's good to know that your life is wrapped up in something that happened when you were six months old and is leading you inexorably to a particular fate i don't know maybe good to know i mean it also feels strongly john is not doing anything for his kids john isn't even really doing anything for his like dead wife you know revenge really just needed a focus in life and that's it like yeah and it it does seem like if his focus in life was to protect his children then yeah and like maybe actually educating them on some of this lore in a more structured way every every time and we can talk about you know the the lore throughout this season because i feel like we whole ton of creatures this season just like like every episode it's like hey killer clowns demons werewolves vampire tricksters boom 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 it feels like maybe john should have had like weekly sessions with sam and dean saying like this week we are going to discuss tricksters this week we're going to discuss werewolves it feels like they have to flip through his little diary just i was gonna say like all he left them was a poorly written book that they can't even like control f through to find what they need yeah (laughs) they waste having to like index the book themselves yeah there's no tabs there's no nothing there's nothing they just have to hope that he wrote something esoteric down at one point in his life that wasn't water damaged and that they can actually decipher but that's john for you crazy old man supposed to root for them to be reunited with i Mm -hmm. guess personally i'm like stay dead their lives seem a lot simpler when you're dead it does he he hurts them less when he is gone but they do spend a lot of time talking about him and what he would have wanted from them. Which is also frustrating because at this point, I don't know that John cared enough about them to want anything from them. No. Like, no, what? What is- if he wanted anything from them, he could have maybe given a shit while, you know, he, he spent all of season one just avoiding them for no reason while they were desperately trying to find him. <laughs> that, that's true. He did. He was constantly hiding from them and like ducking around doorways when they were super close to finding him. Like Scooby-Doo style, like, woo, no. And then he uh, he calls forth Yellow Eyes in a uh, summoning ritual that he happens to know about, and which I guess he could have done at any point before Dean mostly dies. Apparently, yeah. 
and uh mm -hmm, it's got that season finale timing uh calls forth yellow eyes and makes a deal and making deals is another topic i think we should harp on for a few minutes at some point in this episode fuck deals does anything good ever happen in this show from making a Uh, no absolutely nothing good happens in the long run and maybe that's the point i think that's is that if that is the point then i will say they make it fairly well they do. They sure do. Yeah, that making, trying to change is maybe the worst thing that you could try to do on Supernatural, which is interesting if you consider their fandom name of Team Free Will. Yeah. So, so, uh, so John makes a, a deal, which don't know the terms of because we have a classic cut to black. And Dean wakes up from his, I don't know, coma. Um, this is the second time his life has been in true peril a season plus an episode. So that's that's rough. And I I imagine that he's been in peril before, like in his teenage before he learned how not to to die. <laughs> how not well. If you hopefully if you think about how hurt he gets as a somewhat seasoned hunter, mm-hmm. I have to imagine he's gotten his ass kicked. Yeah. A couple of times. So that's the rough start to season two of Supernatural. And, and we have that hard turn into clowns and we do. Characters. We do. So the rest of the arc of season two, I don't know if you'd like to to take a stab a stab at it. We have a a hefty run of of just Monster of the Week episodes for a good yeah. while here, which I I enjoy. Like I don't want to sound surprised when I say that. Like. I'm not <laughs> trying to presume that I'm going to hate things Supernatural does because clearly I am getting into the show. I mm-hmm. made like eight pages worth of notes in this and a solid 60% of them are not complaining. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm a positive yeah. person. Um, but yeah, like throughout the season, our, our arc that we're following is Sam and the special kids. Yes. Which tie into the episode fairly well. Like you don't always know what you're dealing with until... Mm-hmm. Not the end, but you know it. It we it does. Yeah, the um the Croatoan episode. Fuck all, Gordon the Vampire Hunter. That yeah. dude. Yeah, there are there are some monster. There there's probably more. I mean, uh, there's fifteen episodes, fifteen seasons of the show to mm-hmm. try to recall, but they they do tie fairly consistently to the special children theme to the mm-hmm. plot, which yeah. um I mean doesn't that's doesn't the always that- happen. Yeah, that's the part that frustrates me because I think the way some of them were tied in was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they just didn't go quite there with it. I don't know. They By the end, without like skipping too far ahead, I don't think I cared about some of them as much as I should. And then they threw in a few random extra ones at the end. Right. Uh, which I don't know if we want to... I'll, I'll save this and closer to talking about the, the finale. The, the special kids? Yeah, the, as far as the... Monster of the Week episode goes, uh, episodes, strong X-Files vibes from a lot. Strong. And like, not not even just in the plots, but in like some of the storytelling choices. Yes. X-Files vibes. The, the like, the multiple perspectives episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, where they're like retelling it to Bobby, like, X-Files did it. And you know that. That one, I just straight up wrote down and I was like, you know, they they did this right yeah. like they they yeah. did this episode and it was one of their top 10 all-time best <laughs> episodes so like high bar for you guys to try to try to hit and i um, liked the episode they didn't hit I the bar, but i liked it so mm-hmm. 
They didn't entirely fall short. They didn't. And I, I feel like, um, oh, I actually wrote in my notes that this, I said, this is bad blood, fight me. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, just, that's what I wrote. And the other one, um, they, uh, it's the one where there are twins, the rival twins. Uh, um, yeah. That that was an episode that reminded me of a season seven X-Files episode called Fight Club that mm-hmm. featured, um, oh yeah. my God, what is her name? The comedian who got, and I like her, Kathy Griffin. Oh, yes, yes. Okay. Um, and the fun fact that I looked up is that Kim Manor was also a producer, producer on that season <laughs> of X-Files. You know, this is basically an X-Files podcast on top. I mean, it kind of like... In a lot of ways, right now in the show, there's not many ways for it not to be because the mm-hmm. influence is so strong. And it's not like they tried to hide that they were influenced by the X-Files. Right. I'm pretty sure they were fairly open about that. But I think they had to have been. Yeah. yeah they had to have. So, you know, if you're talking about the over, what is the flow of season two? It's that we kind of get, we get out of the hospital and then we're just like, Boom, Monster of the Week episodes. Let's get this show mm-hmm. on the road. Let's get them fighting every monster we can think of. Yeah. While we kind of try to build up this special children. And also just building up the universe. Um, mm-hmm. We, you know, see a lot more of Ellen and Joe. We see a lot more Bobby. Mm-hmm. Some recurring characters come back. Hi there, Trickster. Yep. Uh, yep. It's just... I think they do a good job. I, I think they do too. I was, yeah, I was trying to figure out a way to say, like, I think it's well done within the Monster of the Week episodes. It also makes a lot of sense that they would have a pool of people to call on. Yes, and um, they should. Like, yeah, if, if they've decided that there is a world hunters, why wouldn't there be other? Like, shouldn't, yeah. in fact, shouldn't there be more of them? <laughs> you would think. You would yeah. Think. Um, I loved meeting Ellen in the Roadhouse. Yes. Frankly. Um, I don't know how you feel about Joe Harville. I love her. I love Joe. <laughs> yes. Um, I love Joe. She's too young for Dean, frankly. Oh, God. Okay. I don't remember. And I don't know if I don't remember this because it doesn't happen or if I don't remember this because I blocked it out. But I can't recall anything romantic between them. So I think that is all Fanon. Okay. They are friends. I believe there is some, like, trouble down the road that happens. Um, I think she disappears for a couple, say, all women disappear for a season. Yeah. Um, but I can't remember what season she comes back in, but they never actually, that's all. That's, okay, all that, that makes me relieved. Because I mm-hmm. once I had completely forgotten the whole, like, thing where Sam was, you know, possessed is saying all those things. I, as, mm-hmm. I, as I watched it, I was like, mm, I hope that's not leading somewhere that I just don't remember. No, I I remember it only being Fanon. And like it has been 14 years since I've seen these episodes. I know, right? It's crazy. And she's frankly far too good for him. Oh, absolutely. Um I absolutely loved the HH Holmes episode and mm-hmm. I did have a little bit of frustration seconds in um or not it, it, there's probably more than two, but the born under a bad sign. I don't know. Mm. I don't like how it ties into more of the beginnings of supernatural and their shitty treatment of women like she's kind of strong and capable and feisty in one episode is literally a prop to be abused in the next one yeah i know it is it is taking a character who is fully capable of running a roadhouse and taking care of herself yeah like i don't like the inconsistency in her that feels Mm -hmm. strictly like 
like she's a prop. Like they're not considering her character. They're considering her what she can do to reinforce Sam or Dean in a scene. Yeah, and that's the episode, right, where Sam possessed by Meg, right? And is um, calling Dean out. So Meg possessed as Sam is calling um, Joe out for carrying a torch for Dean. Yeah. So it's using her feelings for him as if that's the only piece of her worthwhile in this episode. Yeah, that is another thing that like, and I made the note, like I love slash hate to look at a scene and think what would this dialogue be if this were a man? Would not have gone to the emotions place like that. And that yep. just, that bugs me. Um, we, we could go on and talk more about the them, and, but uh, do we want a new episode by episode? Yeah, I think there's just some really interesting yes. one-off episodes in this in this season because they really do pull out a lot of new or or changed up monsters. Like we've got Killer Clowns, just for fun. Um, we've got Return of Some Vampires, but these are vampires who don't drink human blood. And I liked that. Um, Sterling K. Brown. Uh, mm-hmm. Amazing. Yep. Just a fan. Just, just straight fan. Yeah, just a fan. Yeah. I, I just had his note, uh, like a note that's just his name. <laughs> just Sterling just K. Like- Brown. Done. I did like what it brings up. And it brings it up a couple times in this season, and I probably a couple times elsewhere. And they're thinking of, and I can't think of any other details, but it will come up later. Um, where like what makes a monster, and what is it for the Winchesters to kind of decide as judge, jury, and executioner to to murder thing? Because they're just gonna blow in there and and murder a bunch of vampires yeah. without, in this case, without cause. Um, and what, what, who are they to decide what creatures get to be killed? If anyone, if they start thinking about what is, I don't know, the food chain existing yeah. here. Like, yeah. I don't know, humans eat cows. Should there be a cow army that gets to decide that people are evil? You know, I mean, that's kind of a, I mean, that's a bit of a straw man. Personally, <laughs> so, yes, but. Right. That's a bit of a straw man argument there, but like. Sort of like the the little cartoon strip of the deer holding the gun in the middle of the woods. Yeah, yeah, it is. Hunters running. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm okay, uh, I, but I do. Right. Yeah, I agree. I like the that little moral issue, and it comes back up in the Croatoan episode. Yes, um, where Dean's, you know, the murder them all advocate, and Sam's trying to convince him not to. And it, it's funny too because sometimes. Dean is on the murder them all and sometimes Dean is like whoa hold the fuck on and I feel like that falls who understand which writer understands yeah. Dean the best yeah I mean because, it, yeah there's a little bit uh multiple personality thing happening between Dean, episodes. yeah because Dean was the one who didn't want to kill all the vampires he was like mm-hmm. well they're not killing anybody so who cares and Sam was the one like but they're murderers like well they're these ones yeah. aren't and that that to me feels safe. That feels right. Like, well, they're not killing people. So I mean, whatever. I feel like that's the kind of thing that like, obviously, we are both fanfic, you know, enthusiasts. <laughs> mm-hmm. A, a mm-hmm. fic writer would just be like, his blood sugar's low. He needs a uh-huh. <laughs> needs a yep. candy bar. And then suddenly Dane's like, oh, yeah, let's not murder them. I exactly. Mean, like, yeah, there, there's some definite character inconsistencies there that uh, the writers notice weren't on the same page for. Mm hmm. You have to, what's the commercial? Like, you got to get him a Snickers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so after after the vampire episode, we have another uh, 
a break from the daddy issues to have some mommy issues. Mommy issues. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm I'm gonna say this <laughs> this episode felt a little bit um a little bit Buffy the Vampire. Mm-hmm. That like we kind of get a better look at Dean PTSD from dying. Right. That's. I mean, of, you know, feels important. Yeah, a little bit important. And like, mm-hmm. I didn't love the episode overall. Mm-hmm. But no, me neither. I, but I also did kind of like the development in it. Mm-hmm. And I like the Pet Cemetery reference. There's quite a lot of that. As soon as, um, some... as soon as they on screen said the line "What's dead should stay dead," I just uh-huh. like, wrote down Pet Cemetery, and then they made the reference, and I was like, well, at least they're they did. I wrote down in a couple places what dead should stay dead. Um, and that I think I wrote it in both like theme of season two and then like mm-hmm. somewhere else. Like, yeah, it that, is a good, it, yeah, it is a good summary for one of the themes of season. And it, it's, it's a problem Bean has like died twice. And even, yet, even that, like, I'm, I'm not going to sing the Buffy song because I can't sing, but you know. Uh-huh. He died twice too. He died, he died twice too. I don't know. I don't know why this, like, this just gave me strong, like, season six depressed mm-hmm. Buffy vibes from Dean. Well, I mean, yeah, because he, so, yeah, it's rough because he, his dad's gone. His brother, he knows now about his brother's faith, destiny, whatever. He's going through a series of very bad weeks of monster hunting, apparently. Um... Because we don't know what his monster hunting was like before he dragged Sam out of college. So maybe this is like a lot of work when before yeah. he'd do like one a month. I mean, I'm going to say yeah, because later on in the season, we do find that he is extremely knowledgeable on movies and TV shows. That, yes, true. So, so maybe, clearly had some free time. So like maybe he's missing out on Netflix yeah. and he's like exhausted. Yeah. Um, and he's definitely not processing his mom's death from however many years ago and i think he's a nap a meal yeah. a snickers a nap a, a snickers and <laughs> a netflix marathon like a massage some vegetables i feel like he probably hasn't eaten a brightly colored in a while that's the season 2.5 that we need just like <laughs> dean's pamper day mm-hmm. now see i i think season 15 dean would take upper day yeah he will he would like by then he's wearing pajamas and enjoying life in the bunker season two dean might slap you in the face that also brings up the fact that they are still living a non-stop road trip life and that's exhausting too it's really shitty especially since he has to share it with his brother dude gets no Mm -hmm. alone time Mm -mm. i mean sam doesn't either and honestly sam's a little bit of an ass sometimes and like i will give him that yeah. like yeah y- you both need some alone time mm-hmm. he and does. not just not just for like masturbation just, just center it, yourself just like for it to be quiet. someone right i'm sure someone's written the fic someone find the the fic from 2009 mm-hmm. send it over poor guy this is the dean winchester needs a nap appreciation yeah so he uh he's got some to do and i think is not good at processing emotions sometimes and yet he's kind of the most emotional person in the show yeah and and at this point i would say has the most to process in terms of i mean sam's got a dead girlfriend and you know dead mom and apparently Mm -hmm. it's all because of him (laughs) but (laughs) it's all your fault sam 
Yeah. But Dean is, is kind of cast in a lot of different roles and a lot of different responsibilities. Sam doesn't really have any of that. Like, he Sam was never anyone's caretaker. No, and he's def- Dean is definitely mom Dean and dad yes. Dean. Yeah, he, he is parent figure. And it, it's got to be frustrating to be the parent figure who is seen as kind of a child figure and immaturity. Because Sam definitely has a superior superiority complex when it comes to, you know, intelligence and maturity. Yeah. <laughs> Literally so got, everything. brother that raised him that he inherently thinks he's kind of better than mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Yeah, that's rough. And we all know Dean's the better brother. God, we are both so biased. Uh, I know. Apologies to any diehard Sam lovers that happen to still be listening. Like, sorry. We'll do a, a, a an extra episode with a Sam Sam yeah. girl or um, Sam boy. Yeah. No genders here. Yes, Sam person, Sam we, formless blob. We don't we don't do genders on this podcast. Yeah. The only gender is Castiel. Oh. And honestly, once we hit season four, this podcast is simply going to be a Cast Dean podcast. So Larry. Yeah, it's it's leading that direction. Sorry. Um, yeah, so we have, we have some other episodes. We've got our H.H. H. Holmes. Yes. Who, who really should have been scarier, right? Frankly, I think. Um, yeah, yeah, should have been scarier. I mean, I liked that episode for Joe. Mm-hmm. I love the actress. Loved her in Veronica Mars, which is a show that does not stand up to rewatch. Sorry, mm-hmm. we're not going to be doing a Veronica Mars on the rocks. That's okay. I've never seen it um amazing Sorry. show in a lot of ways but uh, very politically incorrect ah uh, okay good to yeah. know anyway um loved her on there love her on supernatural i don't know she was the best part of it hmm, okay good I, to know um i also just really like pretty <laughs> our standards are low it's cool yeah. and joe's awesome so yes. uh <laughs> following that amazing guest star yes linda blair yes um, yeah, I, I want to have a whole conversation about the guest stars, but that one is worth mentioning, you know, yeah. front, and- front and center. Linda Blair guest starred on Supernatural. What a perfect matchup. And there was a um, a comment. Is it in this? Did it happen in an episode before this or after? I think it comes after. But there's a there's an episode where um, oh, it comes after where. um it's the the Connecticut Inn run by the single mom where there's some voodoo oh, yes. happening and yes. like the guy's head gets turned around. I uh I very much enjoyed that episode. Um and I was like, oh his head gets all the way around just like yeah. in the exorcist. I was like, oh. But um this is another episode where another uh I would call it a mini theme or at least a mini um plot arc of mass murderer on the run dean winchester being chased by the fbi oh yeah and yeah that is definitely a recurring theme of the episode that they work in a few ways um which i mean i I don't know much about the law enforcement system uh but it seems strange to me that they're that hard to catch when they're in the same with the cops (laughs) so many times that's fair yeah i mean it's also like they're driving a uh, an old impala Yeah. yeah with the same license plate Using fake IDs left and right. And I mean, like in retrospect, the um I can't remember what the agents, but he seems to know everything they've done everywhere they've been. So yeah. He's following them decently well and yet can't keep them in custody in the same yeah, world that's... when they're literally already in prison. <laughs> <laughs> they do have them locked up, yeah. Yeah. I mean 
they have so the charges that they have are for the murder of that one woman that the skinwalker did and then i'm guessing just a random assortment of crimes <laughs> i don't really know what the rest of them are i was always kind of like what else do you have them for? yeah i mean I guess crime just in general crime <laughs> aggravated mischief making yeah breaking into stuff they do that a lot and they are, if you are think they? about it, they are certainly on security cameras dressed up in a number of different outfits yes. where they are not supposed to be. I was going to say, they lie to people a lot. They do. <laughs> they tell many lies. And think about how, think of the trail of people who thought that they were like getting a home security system installed who never got that work done. Aww, that's frustrating. Or like someone thought they were getting a plumber and it just, yeah. they still have a clogged toilet. Shit. Literally. Literally. Like, like, where's that cute librarian? Where did he go? Never existed. Gone. That's the real ghost. The plumber was never there. He just disappeared. Yeah. Yikes. Um, I do, I do want to talk about the Crossroads Blues episode for a minute because yes, that is set in. Not only is it slightly pivotal to like the overall arc of Dean and the the death issue, but uh, mm-hmm. it is set in. That is, a, that is a Mississippi myth. Um, I've heard that's I, a state. What? I've heard Mississippi is a state. It is, yes. But yeah, the Devil's Crossroads is an actual, like, place they've memorialized here because, you know, um, yeah, it's where a a blues musician sold a soul to the devil in order to play the guitar. But, you know, myth is kind of spread. Are you going to go there and, like, do a live stream for the pod? Probably not, Um, but I will say some trivia for you. Um, That town has a club called Ground Zero that Morgan (laughs) Freeman owns. Oh, will he be on the pod? Morgan Freeman? Um, I will reach out, (laughs) (laughs) see if he wants to chat. Great. Super. Yeah, but uh, but the reason I mention that is because um, this is the only episode of season two that I very distinctly remember. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, apparently, um, I either watched that one a couple of times or just stuck out because home state. It's oh, not yep. often Mississippi appears in media and it's not, like, horribly racist. <laughs> oh, sad. You should talk to your governor. Yeah, I would love to have him. Um, But yeah, so we, we hit the uh, kind of exposition episode form for the whole deal-making thing with this mm-hmm. episode. We do. We get a, a primer on <clears throat> crossroads and making a deal for your soul. Sucks. Don't do it. Yeah, that's E-L-D-R there. Probably shouldn't. Um, I I did have a question of where Dean or was getting uh, Wi-Fi on his laptop in a diner in 2007. Pretty uh, advanced diner there. Yep. Um, I don't think in most places in Mississippi you would get Wi-Fi in a diner now. <laughs> so the episode after that had obviously hands down the best guest star in the, the uh, Croatoan episode. Mm. Do, you, mm-hmm. do you know what I'm going to say? I'm going to let you. Hunter Clarington. Splenda. Splenda. Yeah. And this is strictly for those crossover fans that also listen to Glee on the Rocks. Can I say that I did not recognize him at first? Oh, really? It took a hot minute. I was like, that jaw. Yeah. There's something. I just, what? Well, I did. I had, I saw him and I was like, oh, is that? No, but. Maybe and then I googled, googled it and was like uh, Nolan Gerard Funk. Yes. Um for our Glee listeners. <laughs> See, really we've been doing this entire podcast just to get to this moment of Absolutely. crossover. Yep. We'll so that's that it. That's it. it. Yeah. 
That's yeah. all we've got for you. Okay. That's the end of this podcast. Um, thank you for listening. Wait, wait. Maybe we should keep going in case he comes back. Oh, got it. Yes. The yeah. one returning Just, guest star. Yeah. Certainly wasn't going to die in this episode where everyone dies of a virus. No. Which also, um, I made a note that the whole like virus thing, also very X-Files. Somebody yeah. watched Ice. <laughs> somebody, I think somebody watched the box set. Yeah, maybe so. They might be slightly fans. Or, well, no, Ryan Murphy came far after this with the Croatoan. Why am I echoing? The the entire storyline also annoys me because I feel like it's not that much of a mystery. Right. I mean, the the word written on the tree in, like, actual Roanoke was the name of a tribe. And when they visited the tribe, there were lots of little blonde-haired, blue-eyed kids running around. So, I mean. Surprise. Just just saying, maybe. I am always surprised when Dean knows the answer so quickly. And I think yeah. that's only because they try to make him sound like an idiot. But he's the one yeah. who's for so long. And I kind of hate that. He has the instincts too. And I think they like to kind of show that sometimes. Unless mm-hmm. it's, you know, not useful to the scene. That's very true. Yeah, because he, I mean, again, he was the one who was out hunting with, with Pops while... Yeah. While Samo in law school. So why wouldn't Croto? Uh, obsv... Okay, so after Croa Toen, we return to Sterling K. Brown. Um, so I I didn't take many notes on this episode, and as a result, I don't entirely remember the plot. And I'm guessing, like, the note I did make was a bit boring. Um, in terms of the family <laughs> dramatics, not the mm-hmm. biggest fan, but I did like Ava. Yes, so at the end of the mm-hmm. other episode is when... Dean has to tell Sam what Papa John told him what he said when he died. So um, Sam runs off to like Indiana or wherever the fuck they're going. And that's where he meets uh, Ava Ava. with an E or an A. I don't actually know. I think. Um, I mean, it's pronounced as like Ava with an A unless, you know, they're just saying it weirdly. Who knows? Um, So that's where he meets Mm -hmm. Ava who is another of the special children. And she tells him that she is looking for him because she knows that he's going to die. Yeah, she had a, I think hers is like a dream, wasn't it? A dream yeah. or a vision, something like that. Yeah. Um, at the same time, vampire hunter Gordon um, is also trying to kill yes. him because that's what he, because like, why not? Mm-hmm. Um, just for fun, I think is what's happening there. Um, and I, I think, it, well, so Gordon's been talking to a demon who's been telling him about, like, a coming war um, of some proportion. Like, we don't we don't really know who this war is between, but I'm assuming we can we can kind of assume it's, like, humans and demons, good yeah. and evil, blah de blah de blah um, We also find out that Joe has fucked off to hunt on her own, and Ellen is super sad about it. Or sad or pissed. Yeah, both. both, both. Which is, you know, very yeah, mom-like. Yeah. I don't know that Ellen gets sad yeah. so much as pissed. Um, yeah, so now we're, we've kind of ramped up a bit more on the special children. Now there's a war. How are the special children involved? What's going on with that? But then we get to go to Connecticut. Can you imagine what their gas costs are in that Impala? Oh God, yeah, and I wonder if they have any. They Surely don't. Not. Like, they're using stolen credit cards. Yeah. Like, do they have AAA? I just love the idea that they get a flat and they're just like chilling on the side of the road. No room in the trunk of baby. Yeah. Baby is officially the term. Where is... Yes, baby is now officially the term. 
where is the yes. spare for baby? It's not <laughs> no. in the trunk. Not with all those weapons. No. I don't think the, you know, crossbow would really work in a pinch against a flat Mm-mm. tire. You can't jack up a car with a crossbow. So, uh, yeah, there's a single mom with a creepy young daughter, so you know um, who's playing with an imaginary friend, which we know because this is supernatural. Uh, And there's some some voodoo happening. And really, it's the creepy grandmother in the attic, which is never good. And I gotta say, this was my second favorite episode of the season. I am just a sucker for creepy kids. Um... Mm-hmm. This is, and it's not my favorite because it's that creepy. And, you know, they could have gone a little harder on the creepiness, but I feel like this is exactly what early Supernatural should be. It's just yes. like you get like good Sam and Dean moments. Um, you get a, you know, somewhat engaging plot line, and you really get the sense that they are demon hunters. Yeah, this is like their yeah. job. This is what they yeah. do. Someone's got a problem, they go in, they fix it, only a few people yeah. die. And they've like, they've hit like a stride with it. Because, you know, season one, Sam, you know, out of law school, trauma, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But like, they're into it. Yep. Um, they're into it. We've also got the, and I, I have to assume this was just the writers like having a bit of a play with fandom. Because I remember fandom in season two of Supernatural and there was a main ship. So we get the little Wincest indications there. Yeah, uh, you know, people assuming they're a gay couple. Uh, the the creepy kid episode is where Sam says to Dean, you're kind of butch and I think you're overcompensating. Yes, that is yeah. true. Mm-hmm. That is that that is that yeah, line. That is that line. That is that one. That is true. Yep. And then we go from creepy kids into another feds chasing them. Yep. I didn't care so much for this episode just because it felt a little cop drama and i was like i mean it wasn't scary which you know it Mm -mm. wasn't even 42 minute format tv episode scary Mm -mm. and it did it felt very no yeah it it felt like a cop episode it felt like a cop drama and like sometimes i'm invested in the fact that the feds are chasing Mm -hmm. dean which like they should be yeah but other times i'm like can i just watch them hunt monsters i'm not yeah like sometimes I think it's funny that the cops are after them, and sometimes I I don't don't interrupt my flow with forty two minutes of a cop drama. Like sometimes it's a little funnier if you have Linda Blair yeah. there. If she's not there, then why are you bothering? I mean, I I like the realism of it, but I'm also yeah kind of bored by being shown the realism of it. Yes, it's it's I'm it's complicated, and it's not Supernatural's fault. Yeah. I'm complicated. Yeah. I mean, I probably, like, I will admit, if the cops were never after them, I would probably be annoyed and be like, that's unrealistic. So please deliver me my cake and... uh, And I'll decide if I want to eat it. Exactly. Yes. (laughs) So now we're going to pause for a little commercial break. uh, So you can learn about a podcast that I personally listen to. It's called So Farscape. So take it away, Khaki. Hey, do you remember Farscape? Never heard of it. Uh, It's the late 90s sexy sci-fi series produced in Australia by the Jim Henson Company. That doesn't sound real. It's about an astronaut lost in a strange alien universe aboard a living spaceship. Oh, you mean Lex? No, I said Farscape. And I said no. But it's got all these fantastic aliens and brilliantly developed characters and mind-blowing Muppets and rollicking space adventures. Wait, did you say Muppets? I sure did. That sounds amazing. Farscape is one of my favorite shows of all time. Hey, you want to watch it with me? Hell yeah. Can I get a 
Join us on So Farscape, a fun-filled Farscape fancast where my bestie shows me a new, well, new to me episode of Farscape, and we spend an hour raving about it like school kids on a sleepover. And that's the story, So Farscape. May the force be with you. That's Star Wars. Shut up. So uh, then we get a little religious. I, I gotta say, like, this episode is one I almost fell asleep during. <laughs> um, I think the only redeeming value of this episode was Dean saying there's no such thing as angels simply because he's never seen oh, wow. one. Yes, yes. I <laughs> was like, note at that, like, literally the words I wrote in my notes were, hey, Dean, life comes at you fast. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, I don't know, Dean, have you seen a 42-ounce porter? Like, what else haven't you seen? (laughs) Have you seen the Grand Canyon, but it's still there? Yeah. Yeah. Not even just like, oh, I'm agnostic about religion or I believe in um, Hinduism. I believe like Mm -hmm. anything else. Like, there's no such thing because I haven't seen one. Like, well, you hadn't seen killer clowns and you did. Like, fuck, dude. (laughs) Maybe that's the secret to Dean's logic is that he (laughs) accepts that there are a lot of things he hasn't seen. And he will believe them as soon as he sees them. He's like, yeah. all right, well, that's a thing now. That's a thing now. And then uh, he meets Cass and he's like, well, I guess I'm getting married. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's um, uh, that's not something that happens canonically. We're going to pop up with a season 16 of this bitch that no one's expecting. <laughs> Surprise! Um, yes. Yeah, this, this episode, specifically, I think I realized something about myself while watching it. And that is, if you make me watch 42 minutes of only white men appearing on camera, I'm going to immediately forget whatever you were trying to, like, tell me. That's legit. I mean, is this how white men feel watching anything, like, without themselves in it? Um, I think they just don't bother watching it. That's true. That's true. I I was going to say, like, I almost, I I not really understand it. Like, I... I think they just, like, click past it. It's just a very un- yeah, they did mention the Archangel Michael, though, and I was like, was that a hint, or was that just a mistake? Totally Who knows? foreshadowing that they may or may not have intended. Yeah, it could be, be literally any. So we have another episode after this that, uh, I mean, is important to the arc, I guess, but I my main issue with the episode 14 is that I don't like how Joe was treated. Yes. Like, I'm already mm-hmm. preparing to be extremely prickly about their treatment of women. Yes, and that'll probably be its own episode at some point yeah. here, is just like, supernatural and women question mark i also don't understand how the holy water doesn't hurt sam if it literally steams when it touches his skin like do they mean Mm. it doesn't have any lasting effect or do they mean like because he's possessed he can't this is not a critique i literally was just curious as i was Mm -hmm. watching it like Mm -hmm. how does the how does the the holy water demon interaction work um yeah i so it felt like for a little while felt like for a little while they had on possession and now it starts mm-hmm. to feel like yeah or maybe it's because it's sam's a mary sue or you know and like if they want to say that works differently because he is half you know he's mostly human mm-hmm. and he's a special child that's fine but then you have to like keep to that later on you know I, I, I don't into things like that yeah i did you know outside of that i did have a problem with those dudes just going around touching evidence just left and right they're touching blood they're touching weapons or fingerprints or stuff like okay but someone did die and you are ruining it for everybody all right we are on tall tape yes so um we get a new we get a friend we get the trickster we get uh archangel gabriel slash loki slash the trickster slash whatever the fuck he is um we get bobby 
we get like an old-fashioned male-dominated episode. Yeah. Um, there's nothing but dudes in this episode and scantily clad white women. Which I, like, there are so many things about the episode, like, you frame it like that, that I feel like I shouldn't like. I kind of enjoyed it. Um, I like Bobby. I like the trickster, as he's known now. Yes. Um, and the format, yeah, I mean, like we mentioned earlier, is very X-Files. Um, definitely didn't love the the usage of women. Like, at this point, Supernatural mm-hmm. is, like, building its resume of badness in terms of treatment. Mm-hmm. Yep, this, I mean, this season is, like, firmly, you know, Fill in the first paragraph there. Yeah. It, yes. It's starting to really tick some boxes where you're like, oh, this is what we're, this is how, oh, yeah, we're going to do that. Cool. But, in but it's absolute, fun. In absolute, ju- do you have more to say on that episode? Because I was about to move. No. Um, my, the next episode was my season favorite. Yes. Same. Uh, yes. Yes. Incredible episode. Uh, so good. Incredible female lead in it. Yes. Just love it. Love this right. episode. Trisha Helfer, like, oh my god. Yep. I will, again, have a whole thing about the guest stars they picked from, but oh. Yes, so this is season two, episode 16, Roadkill, yes. and this is Battlestar Galactica. Oh, yes. Um. Yeah, and this is a, um, this is a episode that it does a 180, right? So you think mm-hmm. that you are following the victim of the episode, and it turns out that she is the ghost all along yeah and i i didn't remember the episode um and i didn't anticipate the twist Mm. i mean like i could tell that her husband alive just Mm -hmm. i don't know had a hunch right but yeah didn't anticipate it i don't know i think i was not expecting supernatural to do that or do it this soon yeah or do it this soon yeah yeah Um, but i loved it yeah so, you know, Sam and Dean are in the Impala and a, a woman bolts out in front and screaming for help and a crazy farmer is chasing her and all this kind of stuff. And it's very classic season one, season two, you know, they're helping her and she's looking mm-hmm. for her lost husband and all this kind of stuff. And, and Sam is trying to describe spirits to her and he's saying that they have unfinished business and that it's revenge and love and hate that they are holding on too tightly that they're caught in the same forever trapped straight up just describing him and dean yeah yeah. um and she asks so you hunt these things and you don't know what happens to them and i was like what's some a plus foreshadowing that really is yeah i mean i i think that if i were gonna recommend an episode of supernatural for anyone to start with at this point it would be this one oh that's a good point yeah yeah and, I mean, and, I'd be disappointed by whatever they watch next. But <laughs> well, and, and it's funny because, I mean, it's funny, but it's not funny. But Sam says they never come back. That's all that matters. And it's like, well, guess what happens in three episodes, bitch? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, and it's I like it because it's different, obviously. And she's such a great actor. Mm-hmm. And they show such compassion towards a spirit that they so rarely show. Yeah. Like they walk yeah. her through this process instead of just bashing her with iron um when they could have just like just you know they could have just do what they always do it's i mean and they even like while they don't show nearly as much compassion to the farmer like you do kind of get his story too like Mm -hmm. you know really loved his wife she killed herself after he was yeah hit by a car i mean you you kind of get like the full 360 of the story Mm -hmm. and it 
I don't know about you, but for me, it had like a slight feeling of, oh, this could kind of happen to you if you got into the situation. Like, what if you got caught in this loop if you believed in ghosts? Like, what if this was your loop and you didn't know? And she, like, she is such an amazing actress. Like that end scene where she sees her husband and like Mm -hmm. he's married again. Like, I know, and it's been years. Like, oh, it's heartbreaking. And you have to think about all of the other ghosts who have been doing it for so long that they become wraiths. So they're no longer ghosts. They've become poltergeists. They've become mm-hmm. just gotten worse and worse and worse. Like, oh, at least, I mean, the Winchesters go around destroying things, put her to rest. Now, maybe if they would just stop and ask some of the other ones, hey, do you want to talk first? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's the Winchester spinoff. Our yeah. ghost therapist. Yeah. Yes. See, they shouldn't be busting ghosts. They should be talking. Um, also, the references in this episode were great. We had, like, the Jennifer Love Hewitt reference because yes. she was on Ghost Whisper at the time. And yep. then the Haley Joel Osment reference. Yep. There's some good ones in there. This was yeah. like, a great episode. I'm glad it was your favorite, too. Yep. As soon as it started, I was like, this is the one. And I didn't, yeah. like, I'm genuinely surprised. Like, I remembered the, the Crossroads episode, but not this one. Mm-hmm. Like, to the extent that I didn't get the plot twist that was coming, which really made it a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's the fun of it when you don't see it coming, too. So if for some reason you're listening to this mm-hmm. podcast and you've never watched Supernatural, watch this episode first. Yeah, yeah. Watch the pilot and then... <laughs> this yes. episode and then the finale no don't watch the finale no no you don't need that so yeah we go from this definite highlight of the season to mm-hmm. heart a werewolf story yes and then we go to hollywood babylon yes <laughs> i mean what well was done that... <laughs> yeah what's that that's how i was gonna tackle that episode was just oh, no wait skip. one thing worth mentioning um towards the start Terrell Rothery guest stars really loved her on Stargate. Okay, now oh, Hollywood okay. Babylon. God, there really are some. Yeah, no, that Jesus. we haven't even touched on half of my list. Wow, well, that's how you know it's a a hot show. Line up the guest stars. Looking at you, Glee. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, they Hollywood have... Babylon. Good episode. I mean, Hollywood do... Babylon. Yeah, not as good as X Files. Hollywood AD. No, but no. Um, this is, I think, their first meta episode. Yes, which um, they do They do like to revisit that. They do. We've got Gilmore Girls. We have references yeah. to Canada and Hollywood, and it's set yeah. on a film. They're doing a horror movie. Mick G is in the fucking episode. Like, it, <laughs> Gary Cole. <laughs> it's, it is Hollywood. Um, it, it has nothing to do with the plot, I don't think. It's just a fun episode yeah. about a, a haunted yeah. film set, right? Like, it's just fun. It, it Definitely felt like a lighthearted episode before they jump into a more serious, like, lead into. Yes, for sure. So other than it being fun, like, cool. There's like a nice tracking shot of them walking through the back lot. Mm-hmm. Um, like, all right, cool. Good. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Nice. I um, um, I also, I liked, for one thing, we do get to see another, like, faucet of Dean personality in that he really likes horror movies and stuff like that. Yep. Um, nice little hobby mm-hmm, there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I like how quickly Dean took to having an actual job. Yes, yeah. Like, me too. He got and really into it. He really did, and he picked that shit up fat. I mean, yeah, obviously because it was written, but yeah, the, the character picked it up so fast. And that was, I don't know, that made me sad a little for I how know. I know Dean's future goes, but also just nice 
It did, and it. I think it, it's one of those many signposts throughout the series that hunting is not what Dean is supposed to be doing. One, yeah. he's supposed to be dead, and two, he should not be a hunter. Like, this is not his life. You also get... In this essay, I will. In, um, we do get a picture of Dean and what he would be like if he weren't a hunter. Yes, we do. We can skip the prison episode like. if you yeah. want. Yeah. Um, other, the only thing I have to say about the prison episode is that how did they get the only tailored? <laughs> yeah, really. Everyone um, else I mean, has because... sleeves down to their elbows and they've got them showing off their guns. Uh, and his the, name um, is Agent Henriksen. Oh, okay. That's yes. where I wrote it down. Uh, yeah, it, I mean, it continues on with the Fed storyline and it's fine. <laughs> got a feel for that one guy who really, I mean, for the agent who really thought he had him. I know he was really trying to do his job and yeah. I appreciate that. He's got, you know, he pile of paperwork. Yes. <laughs> and he was like, I am finally clearing the inbox today. Mm-hmm. I am closing a case. And then he did didn't. Not- didn't happen um but i like you know you got to see another little bit of the network that the hunters have with the prison warden that's nice um and if i were the nurse beaten to death i would absolutely spend my afterlife picking horrible people and killing them i mean i feel like that's one where they could have just been like you're sure you're only killing actually bad people yeah that is that is an excellent point you think maybe sometimes they're just like no no go on yeah, like, you're, you're doing a good job, so. Continue. Continue on with the good work. And in fact, if we could direct you to the left over here, if you could take care of this mother, that would be great. Um, but yeah, so um, before the two-part season finale, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to consider um, episodes 21 and 22 as just the finale. That's a two-part. Yeah. We have a, a flash sideways, if you yeah. will, of what... What is, what is it? What is what should never be? That's what the episode title was. And I was like, you don't have to title that. That's just, yeah. that's, that's fic title. Um, but Dean wakes up in a world that is not his. He wakes up in bed with a hot girl. Uh, his mother is alive. He works at a garage, uh, Sam in law school, and um, he's not a hunter. And he kind of digs this life. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, he's not a hunter and is obviously like freaked out about the situation he finds himself in, but doesn't seem to, you know, have much complaint about the life he's dropped into. No, doesn't hate I it. Mean, his mom is alive. He's excited to mow a lawn because we find out he's never done that before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he likes his mom making him a sandwich. He likes going out to dinner with his family, you know. Yeah. The only thing he doesn't seem to like is that he and Sam are not. Yes. Yep. And I liked the references to other episodes they kind of replay the pilot of him and sam kind of tussling mm-hmm. as he sort of like breaks into the house um yeah yes you know unfortunately it turns out that he has been mojoed by a gin and is currently tied up in a warehouse being drained of all of his blood but like whatever <laughs> so who cares um but dean has to kind of decide he wants to stay in this dreamscape of a safe life and die or go back to the hunt and probably also die eventually. Yeah. And I, I like seeing him with like the moral push and pull of, you know, I could stay with my family, but all these people are dead if I do. Mm-hmm. Do you know what's interesting too? Like, so throughout the whole series, there is this tension of the other life Dean could have had were he not a hunter. Because if you think about it, there's some, some people 
have a difficult life, but it's like, that's what they do. I'm mm -hmm. a fireman. I'm a soldier. I'm whatever. But he is always kind of battling with family, home, uh, raising a family, whatever. And the ending of Supernatural, spoiler alert to anyone who for some reason to this and has not watched the ending, the ending of Supernatural just fucking takes that away all over again, where he doesn't even get to retire. He doesn't get to live out a life post-Hunter for some... He doesn't some... ever get a lawn to cut or... No. Like that. And I still... And, and we'll get there in 15 years when we get to that episode. But, like, I still don't understand why. I still don't understand why Supernatural was like, you know, it's a good ending for this character who's been through hell. Literal, physical hell. Let's kill him at 42. Mm -hmm. That'll be fun. Yeah. What? Like, everything that he's wanted is a family, some version of a family, right? If that's found family, if that's whatever, any sort of friend situation, family situation, etc. Great. Let's take it away. Let's just, let's just take it away. That'll be funny. What? I, what? Why? Why are you like this? And here in the very beginning of the series, in season one and two, we have these moments of Dean thinking about his other version of a good life. And it's there all along. What's wrong with these writers? What's wrong with Eric Kripke? Who hurt you? What did they do to you, Eric? Um, yeah, so now we have a two-part finale. All Hell Breaks Loose, part one and two, which is a very descriptive episode title mm -hmm. of what is happening because they literally yeah. open the literal gates of hell. Fucking surprise. That's what the... Whoa, hello, cat. You know what? You can leave that right in. Hi. Welcome to our special podcast guest host, the cat. I mean, he is a like black cat. He is. Feels like he's got some right here. Are you just yeah, you're just gonna rub your face directly on the microphone. Yeah, go for it. I dare you. You buy a new one. Um, so Sam Winchester, dumbest motherfucker in town, Absolutely. um, is abducted by the yellow eyed demon and ends up in like a ghost town somewhere in the States, I think. It's not like a weird dimension. It is just somewhere. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it isn't actually a town. They make a comment about being like so haunted everyone moved or something. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So haunted. They, they're they in just a frontier town um, of the other special children. Turns out that Yellow Eyes um, having a fight to discover who amongst his spe most special. Yeah. Um. So it's not that he needs an army. One. There, there can only be one. He only yeah. needs one Highlander. So, he had a bunch of kids made so he could hunger games them together. Yes, exactly. To get the one good one. Um, and it turns out uh, Ava's been there a long time. So Ava's been missing. And by missing, been in this town, killing the other special. And she control demon, which is really kind of badass. It and is, yeah. I mean, I was a little bit I'm rooting for Ava, but rooting for Ava. Yeah, you know... It's too bad that it was a little dark side because it's like, yeah. imagine if the wizards just had some other side who could control that. Very being. convenient. Super convenient. Even if it wasn't an infallible thing, like she could only control like D1 demon and not Lucifer. Yeah. Still useful. Super. Especially just as hunters trying to clear out like minor mm -hmm. mischief. Yeah. 
You know, it's like, you know, if they needed to clear out a nest somewhere, she could, yeah. you know, you've got Cass off doing one thing and they send Ava out to clear out and then they get, they could just spread their forces out a little more risk style. Imagine a world supernatural's response to any woman with a halfway interesting story wasn't <laughs> better kill them. <laughs> better turn them evil and kill them. Which, by the way, don't think I didn't notice that they killed the lesbian first. <laughs> Really supernatural. You are scoring some bad points in my book. You're right. They did. Um, first two people mm-hmm. in the episode to die were the women. First yep. one was the lesbian. Mm-hmm. Well, the the black guy lives a little I mean, bit. Kind of, but they made him evil, which also uh, is a point I want to make that they seem to have a real bad habit about only casting black people as, e- well, black men as evil. Yeah, that's rough. And he's, I mean, he's such a fun guy from Leverage. Absolutely. It's Alec from Leverage. (laughs) They made him a little pawn. Yeah. He's too good for this shit. It's like Supernatural, and this is getting into other topics. Maybe we should save this, but I'm going to go ahead and say it. Supernatural has this problem that a lot of shows have where like, if they kill a woman, if they kill an LGBTQ character, if they kill a black character, they always want to say, you know, well, it's it's more important to tell the character story or, you know, there's no reason the character should be off limits. But mm-hmm. the rule should be that a character that is a minority is only expendable if you have multiple of them. Right. So many white guys. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can kill a few. It's fine. If you had, you know, if throughout the course of this season... You had had, you know, six lesbian characters. You could absolutely kill one in the finale. Yeah, sure. If you had six black men characters covering a, like, variety of character types, you could absolutely kill one in the finale. Mm, We got Gordon the Vampire Hunter and and, Leverage. Yeah. (laughs) And then one. Yeah. One lesbian. Yeah. I mean, their track record with women in general, not that good, but one lesbian and she dies after about two. Real bad. Real. And like, we have to assume that these are already somewhat because they have made it this far in a haunted mansion, haunted, haunted (laughs) hunger games. Yeah. Yes. And we don't even get to see them use their power that she just gets hung, you know, like, cool. Great. Um, I, I'll I'll be honest. I spent the rest of the finale being really angry that they were killing the women and minorities. Yeah, I mean, I know there was a plot, the whole you know, open the gates of hell thing, but I was. I was less invested. Yes, <laughs> because I was like, hey, look, you could have at least left me Ava. <laughs> well, I mean, so the one of the big consequences here is that um, Leverage stabs Sam in the back. Yes, and this. I guess requires Dean to, and his name is Jake, but I'm just going to call him. And yeah. that is, that is not a disrespect. That is that leverage is a better character. And yeah, he is an amazing actor. He is. Um, and I'm still working my way through leverage because somehow I didn't watch it the first time around. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so in the second part of the finale, it looks like Sam is dead. And in fact, uh, he is frankly. Yeah. And Dean, dumbass, decides to summon a crossroads demon to offer his soul in 10 years for in, in exchange for Sam's life. And the crossroads, because she's not a fool, 
says she'll do it for in one year, eh, which seems like a terrible uh, deal. Horrible deal for Dean. <sighs> horrible Props deal. To her for knowing her negotiating lines, I guess, but yep. bad deal for Dean. Bad deal for Dean. I'm, I guess I'm, I'd love to know some of the rules. Dean, Dean has already, his soul has already been negotiated for. Oh, yeah. Because huh. of John. So I wonder how that works. John made a deal for his life. So I, but I guess that doesn't matter because Dean didn't make himself. So I guess it doesn't matter if his life has already been bartered for. John is dead. The deal's done, right? I guess so. Yeah. I guess you can make your own deal regardless deal is already with your life. If it's huh. not already on the hook, like if, <laughs> where are the writers? I have questions about this. Yes. What are the rules here? Regardless, bring me a writer. Bring me a writer. He he makes the deal um, without asking for anyone's advice. And we all know that this is not going to work out well um, because Dean, as we know, has already what's dead should stay dead. And that yeah, to circle back to that. Yeah, to circle back. What's dead should stay dead. Dean has died twice or should have died twice and now sam has died and both of them are still walking around not great um on top of that it turns out samuel colt has somehow built railway lines that create a devil's trap that protects a cemetery that holds a crypt that is a devil's gate that they had no idea about that literally nobody knew and the gun opened Whatever. The point here is that demons couldn't cross. And okay, also, like, no earthquake in the U.S. ever disrupted these railway lines or, like, any Good, uh, any, point. any sort of development over the last hundred... Whatever. Um, no demon could cross the lines, which is fine because it's devil's trap, but a person with a little drippy drop of demon blood superpowers could, hence... The special children. So now we know why Yellow Eyes has been making the special children. We did it! Season two has made sense now. Um, so Yellow Eyes uh, manages to open the crypt. Cool. Yeah. And like a lot, a, a lot of stuff lot of just comes yeah. flying out of there. Um, Yellow Eyes taunt. Well, so the crypt opens. Sam shoots the shit out of Jake from State Farm. Jake from Leverage. Uh, Yellow Eyes taunts Dean that what he brought back from death isn't Sam. This is a trope we all know. Like, we know this from um, Pet Cemetery. We know this from The Mummy. We know this from everything, that anything you bring back from the dead is, like, not Um, So there's that happening. John Winchester's little soul appears just long enough to, to save Dean from Yellow Eyes giving him the chance to shoot yellow eyes with the last bullet from the cult. How convenient. How convenient. And then I guess this one last act of redemption saves John's soul, disappears into somewhere, I think. That part I really could have given, like, less of a shit about, but... Yeah. So season two ends with a lot of demons and shit roaming the, the earth freely, which is kind of cute if you think about your seasons and what gets released on earth. Um, and the season does end with the infamous we've got work to trunk shot, which I, I appreciated. Yeah. I mean, it's a nice lead in. It is a great lead in. Yep. We know it's coming. They've got a lot of shit to kill, except for, I think the 
good monsters that they probably shouldn't yeah maybe stop and hear their story first just like ask some questions ask if get to know them yeah so there's a lot that happens but it's really based on those key things that we talked about there i yeah thoughts i mean i I, like i said at the top of the show i lead this me too um i the sam storyline still just doesn't move me but like i get it i get how it felt good like to have a sam storyline that built like that just wish i liked sam more Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. that's that's what it comes down to for me um and i wish that they'd gone a little harder with the you know the special children i wish i could have like known some of them more cared about some of them more like seeing um what was the guy with the brother uh yes (laughs) yeah him that guy Uh, he got a good episode ava got you know good good feelings Mm -hmm. uh i don't know why are words suddenly hard when i'm doing a podcast um (laughs) because it's been like two hours yes this is true (laughs) it's a long haul and um i haven't eaten uh hey me neither (laughs) um yeah yeah, I agree. I think it would have been nice to have known them more and then to care more when you realize that they're all killing each other. Because, like, right yeah. now you're like, well, they're just gone. Like, okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, I was extremely irate at Lily the lesbian dying first, but I also yes. had zero attachment. Like, she gets a one-line backstory about having killed her girlfriend. Right. Um, we love a one-line backstory. That really, really gets you, gets the tears flow. I, yeah... And it's, you know, I'd, we'll have to see what what recall there is in season three, too. Yeah. Um, which I don't remember at all. I, I don't um, either. But very enjoyable season overall. Um, mm-hmm. Partially for some really standout episodes. Partially for some really standout guest star casting. Yep. Um, I mean, Trisha Helfer, uh, obviously amazing. Uh, and... I looked into the casting because I was like, I wonder how many of these are on purpose. I mean, they cast Amber Benson mm-hmm. known for playing a witch on Buffy the Vampire Slayer as a vampire. Yep. Yep. Like that was specifically done. Like they specifically wanted Amber Benson for that role. They cast Trisha and Roadkill specifically because, and this is the quote like from the, the Wikipedia article, um, they wanted to hire actors important to Supernatural's fan base. So see, they get it. At least they did they at did. one point. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, so that was catering to the fan base. But like, honestly, that was catering uh, catering to the fan base in a really good way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like casting a talented actress in a good role. Uh, yeah, it's not yeah. that hard, right? That's not that hard. They get it. That's how you do it. That's um, how you get us. So Madison and Hart, like I, I wasn't someone that watched Smallville. But mm. the actress that played Madison and Hart was in Smallville, which I think was probably another example of that because that was a contemporary CW show, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, they cast Aldous Hodge from Leverage, uh, which I think was already airing at the uh, Linda Blair, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Sterling K. Brown, who was just an amazing actor. Sterling. Um, let me go back up to my list. Oh, um, <laughs> of course, Nolan. Yeah. was not in any regard famous at the time. No. But. And uh, is he now? No. No. But he is in our hearts. He is for us. <laughs> for his pencil shaving latte. <laughs> um, another guest epi- uh, guest star was Keegan Connor Tracy, who was like showed up in a lot of stuff around the time. And then Terrell Rothery, which I made a note of some of these because it like Trisha, Terrell, 
Aldis, very clear they were filming in Canada. Mm, okay, all yep. of those were in contemporary shows that were also filming in Canada. Mm-hmm. So yep, that, that makes was sense. a little bit, yeah. Um, Who could they get quickly? Yeah. But good choices, too, because Supernatural did fit in with the genre of most of those. Maybe mm-hmm. not leverage, but still kind of. Mm-hmm. All right, so that's my my little rant. Uh, not rant. Um, <laughs> I, I need to learn other words. I don't. I've my stopped learning new words. On guest stars. I think I've already talked myself out about my complaints about their treatment of women and minorities <laughs> as the first to die. We're going to so have we wanna... a whole extra episode on that, so don't worry. Yes, yeah. Um, do we want to talk about uh, Dean? Uh, <laughs> do Dean. we want to talk about Dean? Hmm. Yeah, we should. I mean... Again, we could have just have an entire podcast about Dean, yeah. but like, I maintain that there are two sets of writers on New Supernatural. There are the writers who understand Dean, and there are the writers who don't. And I think you can divide the episodes, the episodes who understand Dean and the episodes who don't, and they fall into the episodes where Dean is like complicated and kind of sarcastic and funny. He has hobbies and he like makes pop culture references and he enjoys things but he gets the job done and he has clearly read a book at some point in his life he is competent he's capable he loves his brother eats burgers <laughs> you know like he is multi-dimensional and then there is the dean who just chases tail and likes his car and is an idiot and that's the dean who the writers don't understand and i don't care for that and season two dean I think a majority fell into the writers understand this Dean. Um, He, especially, you know, he kind of, there were the scenes where he started to hit on Joe and then realized like, this is not the time nor the place. I can't do this. This is not right. You know, he, yeah. You know, he's the scenes at his mother's tombstone trying to work through what he should or should not do there and obfuscating it by catching sight of the tree that was dying and just um, just taking his attention elsewhere and being like, I'm not going to deal with that shit because I can't. Yeah, yeah. Um, he basically just like refocuses his energy into yeah, something else. Exactly. Literally the nearest thing. The nearest thing. And that, that makes sense to me as Dean and not this guy who's just all bravado. Yeah. It's the Dean Winchester that's bravado and also heart. And I think like it may be an accidental thing because like you said i think some writers just like understand and some don't but compared to season one you kind of get dean on this like almost toxic masculinity bravado journey Mm -hmm. Uh, in season two definitely has some moments like i don't know where it's just dean and like clearly someone is writing him as a little bit of like a womanizing oaf yeah and then you get the moments where he's really considering his behavior yeah mm-hmm. like with Joe, like especially like with definitely um and that can be just like growing up growing a little more aware of himself yeah probably and i i i do too i like the idea because i mean it's it's realistic characterization that someone when they're understanding more about themselves will kind of cling on to certain bad behaviors before they can quite let them go Yes, absolutely. Because it's easier and it's safe. Yeah. And you can fall back on that thing that makes you feel comfortable and doesn't scare the shit out of you. And I think especially if you factor in Dean kind of dealing with some trauma, some PTSD over having mm-hmm. essentially died. And then, you know, he's, you know, you don't know this at the beginning, but by the end you do. I mean, he's basically like, 
got a dead dad who told him you may have to kill your brother. Mm-hmm. Yep, mm-hmm. that's troubling. A little bit of little bit of trauma. A little bit of trauma. A little troubling. Yeah. Uh huh. It's a lot and to we deal get with. The whole, yeah, we get the whole monologue about his responsibility when he thinks Sam is dead. Yes. Um, and I actually wrote that out. Like, Dad didn't even have to tell me. It was always my responsibility. I had one job and mm-hmm. I screwed. Yeah. A kid should not know that. No. Mm-mm. And neither should a teenager. Like, that's not no. your job. Yeah. That's never your job. He's got a lot to deal with. He knows it and he's not great handling it and he's not great at... He's not uh, shuffling. He's not great at weighing. He's not great at balancing um, the things he needs to do. He It's either rescue Sam and everything else gets put aside or it's the job and nothing else. He can't. It's like he can't do both or he can't he can't take care of himself and sam take care of himself and sam and the job it's all yeah one or nothing which i mean also could have been a struggle that his dad had but his dad picked the job over everything he did yeah and and he didn't have to he his dad didn't have the balancing factor of another partner to take care of children with and i didn't want to be like his dad didn't have a wife but like he didn't he didn't have a partner to help with which is why like a two-family household Mm -hmm. and not like a wife but like when you have you know if it's not just you doing absolutely everything it's a lot easier to take care of stuff yeah dean had a dad who insistently gone for two weeks at the time so he was parent brother guardian teacher etc to a toddler that's not appropriate no yeah not great. It's not good news. So my point is anyone who hates Dean because they think he's understand Dean and I will fight you on the cliffs at dawn. I, I can also, I can sort of believe that Dean is very comfortable people thinking he's a womanizer though. Yes, because it, it, um, yeah, it's easy, right? Like it's an easy role to fall into. You don't have to answer. Yeah, definitely. For sure. I have to talk about, it. I don't even remember what you talked about an hour ago. I mean, I think that has actually covered everything I wanted to talk about. <laughs> um, I just checked my list. Uh, my small notes, my bugaboos, um, where I is, why do we never meet their uncle? Apparently they have an uncle. Yeah. Yep. Hmm. Um, this is when I start hating Sam's sideburns. In my defense, I hate all sideburns, but this is when they really start drawing focus and sometimes I can't look at the screen. Um, the number of head wounds these people get is troubling. And at some point you have to start wondering if the events of Supernatural aren't just diluted. Yeah. I mean, I, I did, I have this thing where I don't like watching fight scenes and the number of times I skipped past them just wailing on people (laughs) or getting like Mm -hmm. punched in the face. There's like an entire scene where like Sam has a love scene with like major scratches on his face. I'm like, that would hurt. Mm -hmm. You would not be passionately kissing someone. And if you were, you would, uh, to the extent that Sam was in that montage that I just really didn't need. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you would probably be reopening those wounds. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I think about how dry their knuckles must be and they're spreading salt around like, Ugh. yeah, ow. And like, how much salt do they have to go through? Like, are they on a watch list for salt? Because <laughs> if you think that. about like how much salt it would take to yeah. line a house, holy shit. Like, did they just carry it in the car with them? Do they just have pallets of salt in the trunk? Where? That's all full of weapons. Get a writer. Um, Jared has a cast on for like a third of the season because he does in fact have a broken wrist. 
Ah. He broke it while performing a stunt. So it is, it is in fact broke. Uh, I think, other than, again, saying it's, it's a problem that the natural order of things is that Dean is supposed to be dead, and I don't want to talk about how that is probably not really why he dies in the season fin- in the series finale, but maybe why. I know, but maybe, yes. <laughs> I just think it's interesting that they harp so hard on this what's dead should stay dead in the season, and Dean dies. They both die, cont- and yet here they are. Here they stand. How come everyone else dies except that? I don't know. I think it's just interesting. It's just inter- interesting, and that's the name that's of our fourth podcast. It's just interesting <laughs> yeah. with Emily and Mandy. Uh, we're quitting our day jobs funny. and we're having a ninth podcast. I mean, we will also starve, but we'll go out doing something we loved or it kind of. Enjoyed. Yes, we enjoy it until we actually starved. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Which for me only takes like three hours, to be honest. Yeah. Um, great. I don't have any favorite lines because this is not a Glee podcast and this is a yeah. whole season of television. <laughs> so. I mean, I just have a favorite episode and that is that is so roadkill. I, I, I do give the second place to play things and that is just because I truly enjoy anything with creepy kids in it. Good call. Good call. I don't know that I have a runner up. She didn't like bad blood. I mean, uh, <laughs> what was it? uh I do. I do like bad. I mean, <laughs> The, what is it actually called? I don't know what season or uh, episode 15 um, is called. The trickster episode. It is called Tall Tales. I think oh, I'd wait. like. Um, yeah, yeah. No, that's it. Yeah. I mean, I think I'd like it more without the sexism. Yes. Yeah. Um, that was probably what kept it out of like the running yeah. for my top five. Yeah. Um, I, I like the, the, the genie, the gin episode, just because I mm-hmm. like those kind of um, other you know, this is what could be, or you know, characters have to go live. Another, yeah. it is early in the series for that to happen. It is, and I had that thought about a couple of things. Um, and and like maybe it's just the retrospective of knowing how long the show goes on. But I was like, really, there, this soon? It like, is potentially that they didn't going to run for four hundred years. Yes, this is true. And I mean, maybe it would have been perfectly timed if you know they'd been canceled at season five. That's that's true. That's very true. Right. But because it went on for 400 years, some yeah. things, I'm like, that is that is a little early. It's a little early. Um, I do I do want to add very quickly that season one is very short on flannel. Um, yeah. Supernatural gets a lot of flack for having a lot of flannel. And frankly, what they wear are a lot of t-shirts with over shirts. The flannelometer yeah. on season one and two is like a one or a two. Other characters in flannel, not these two. And I would just like people to keep that in mind. One of Supernatural for wearing flannel. That's all. That's just a little aside. Um, Any other family business? Cool. Yeah. yeah. So uh, thank you for listening to Supernatural on the Rocks. Catch you on the road. You've been listening to Supernatural on the Rocks, a podcast by OTR Productions. A huge thank you to our sound editor, Adriana, and our podcasts who secretly run the show. For more episodes, download us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and more at SPN on the Rocks. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can subscribe to our Patreon account at patreon.com slash glee on the rocks. Subscribers get ad-free episodes, exclusive mini-episodes, deep diving into the fandom, salty opinions, and more. So until next time, this has been The Road That Was. Mm-hmm.